Hi, I'm Scott Corelli. And I'm Nick Jimenez in the news. And we're from Back to the Future Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the entire Back to the Future trilogy one minute at a time. Like the minute when Principal Strickland becomes a vigilante hero of the wasteland after Biff takes over Hill Valley in the alternate 1985 timeline. I I don't... Wait, I don't I don't remember. Or that. the minute where we learn that Dr. Emmett Brown is secretly the saxophone king of Hill Valley. Hold on. When when did that or when did that happen? When we slowly start to realize that George McFly may have murdered both of his parents. Okay. Now I don't I don't remember that being in the movies. Well, Scott, that's because none of those things are actually in the movies, but it's all stuff that we talk about on Back to the Future Minute. Back to the Future Minute, available at DuelingGenre.com and wherever you get your podcasts. Dueling Genre. Welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Fellowship of the Ring one Hobbit-filled minute at a time. And I meant to say Hobbit-hug-filled minute. That's hard to get out. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. I'm Norman Mitchell. (laughs) And today we'll be talking about Minute 88. Frodo and his hobbitches, as they say. Hobbitches? (laughs) Minute 88, which starts with uh, the continuation of that shot of Frodo walking out onto the balcony and it ends with uh, Bilbo saying, see the lonely. And he starts to say another word and that continues into next week or yeah. next minute. Uh, see, you do it too. That's like the first time. Anyway. I'm not alone. <laughs> it's been a long day. That's very true. <laughs> and it's only getting longer. No, I know. Um, I love the reunion scene. Yeah, they're so happy. Sam looks like he's more humoring everybody, but Frodo and Merry and Pippin look so happy. Well, Sam is like the helicopter parent, you yeah. know? He's like super hovery. He's, he's still sick, guys. Yeah. Like, oh, be gentle. Like, don't mess him up. You know, don't don't make his, don't rip the stitches out, you know? The music here is very nice. It is. And then it changes to the Shire theme when we see Bilbo again. Oh. I almost cried this time. Oh. I lo- there's just something so fundamentally like pure about the Shire theme. Yeah. And we have been on this journey especially watching minute by minute for a long time and it's been ages since we last saw Bilbo. Yeah. So apparently there was a lot of discussion when they were writing the script about how to reintroduce Bilbo. What do you without, mean, how to? Like, how to reintroduce Bilbo without robbing this story of, like, all of its momentum immediately. Um. Because it takes, a uh, Because reintroducing Bilbo and, like, the slowdown in Rivendell... Yeah. The dramatic tension comes to a screeching halt here. Well, yes. And... When you're talking about, like, movie-going audiences and keeping the movie going, it's really important for that not to happen. Right. So there was a lot of discussion about how to frame Rivendell and all this stuff, especially with Bilbo's reintroduction, without 
stopping the movie cold. Yeah. And a couple of the things they came up with we'll see tomorrow. Mm. But there was a lot of talk about how best to go about this. Like whether or not they wanted to lift it right from the book or like shuffle it around some. Yeah. And that's also why we get the Gandalf flashback here. Oh, right. So it's not just, you know, people staring at each other. So that we keep, <laughs> so that every couple of minutes through Rivendell, they remind us of the ring. They remind us of Saruman. They remind us of Sauron. Yeah. Like every couple of minutes through this whole 25 minute sequence, once we get to Rivendell. Well, I mean, after the past, you know, 30 minutes yeah. longer, I don't remember. From like Bree through Flight to the Ford? Yeah. Yeah. You need a little bit of a breather. Yes, you do. Um, and I think that they they do it very, fairly effectively in Rivendell because you're also, it's not pointless. You're also world building and learning more about, you know, Aragorn, as we'll see next week. Yeah. And we introduce new characters that are important uh, they, they going They talk about forward. how there's basically seven character introductions they have to do. Right, like in right after each other. <laughs> because we get Elrond and Legolas and Gimli and... Boromir, and we get formally introduced to Aragorn as Aragorn, right. we get to reintroduce to Bilbo. Yeah. So there's all this there's all this slowdown and exposition that has to happen again here in Rivendell. The reintroduction of Gandalf into the story. That's true. So there's a there's a lot that went into this. And Peter Peter Jackson says that in his opinion this was harder to write than the prologue. I believe it. Because of how much you're juggling here. Yeah. And Fran and Philippa don't necessarily agree with that in, in the, the director-writer right. commentary. Because the prologue was, was really, really Because they weren't really done with it until, like, right before premiere, basically. Right. Like, right at the tail end of post-production, they're like, we figured it out, we're done. No, I believe that because it is a lot to juggle and... Right, because they... Uh, one of the things they originally talked about was, like, giving all these characters their own, like little introduction scene like we kind of get with Boromir next week yeah but that would have just been like if if Legolas and Gimli had scenes like that yeah no that would have been like you start to get the momentum going and then it takes like you take a step forward and then it takes like three steps back every yeah. time you have to reintroduce somebody yeah and it was hard enough to get the inertia of the story going forward so yeah. I think even if it's, even though it's kind of slows down to a crawl here, I think it's necessary in the overall undulation of the tension of the story, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, because it, it's got to kind of come in waves. Right. Because we're, we're not to, we're actually not to Frodo's uh, crossing the threshold in the hero's journey yet. That right. hasn't happened for Frodo yet. It's happened for Sam. It'll happen in a few weeks. Yeah. So, and when you think about the story structure in that way, we're almost halfway through this movie and our protagonist hasn't really taken his first step into right. the, the greater quest. And that's kind of surprising when you think about the structure of stories. Right. Um, and, like, when I guessed it on... Um, protagonist podcast a couple weeks ago we talk about how it could be read that while the overall story of the ring is Frodo's story Sam is 
the real hero and protagonist of the story because and he, I agree <laughs> because you know we have that really great crossing the threshold moment where he's literally crossing a threshold yes and he grows the most as well even in this movie well because Sam goes through all these trials right that he goes through for Frodo that if Frodo if Frodo was like a I'm not going to say real protagonist because that's not really what I mean. But like if Frodo was like the the main protagonist, like the the hero of this story in the classical sense, mm -hmm. that Frodo would have been the one to kill Shelob, and Frodo would have been the one to. I think do Sam, all kinds of other stuff. Sam is more active, yes. than Frodo, and Frodo, while he does, and I mean, we're getting ahead of ourselves again, but while he does make the conscious, active choice to take on the responsibility of being a ring bearer, he doesn't feel like he has a choice. He's he's more passive. Like yeah. he, I feel like Frodo is a fatalist in yeah. that he thinks that his fate is kind of all laid out before him. He doesn't have a choice, and he's just going to roll with it. Whereas Sam, I think takes everything one step at a time and kind of yeah. rolls with the punches more. So, it's like the great stories, Frodo. I, that whole, that whole, that whole, like, from the end of this movie, that he, that, that whole series of lines about, like, it's like in the great stories, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, that really sums up who Sam is as a person. Right. Like, there, there's no better example in the, in, in the text, in the movie, of, like, who Sam is as a person other than, like, reminding Frodo that, yeah, things are tough now, but take it one step at a time. We'll get through it. Yeah. We got this. Yeah. I don't know. I think, and I think for that reason, I really like Sam, but I don't necessarily identify with Sam as much because Sam is like the consummate optimist and Frodo is just, well, I mean, if we keep with our tracking of the ring as a analogy for mental illness yeah like frodo while he is in rivendell at least is kind of in a like a almost yeah like kind of like in a remission period yeah not to use like cancer as a another metaphor like layering you know it's applicability yeah. <laughs> it's applicability but not metaphor. It's applicable. You know what? You know what I mean, though. Like Frodo here is this is the happiest we've seen him in a, a while since yeah. the birthday party, or the bar um, at the prancing pony, or not yeah. the prancing pony, the green dragon. So it's good to kind of. I think that this um, this uh, slowdown in the storytelling also helps to remind us that. Frodo, like who Frodo is. Yeah. Um, and that he's not like, I don't know. It's instrumental in um, showing that there's still goodness. Yeah. I. And it's we, like a different pocket of goodness. Yeah. And we need to get that out of these scenes with the hobbits because they're the only like innocence that we get for a long time in this movie or the hobbits. And innocents, like plural, innocent people. Yeah. Because they're removed from world affairs. 
None of them have ever been to war. They haven't seen this stuff before. So, like, they're our connection to, like, normal people. Right. The everyman. The everyman. Which also might be a thing that is the part of the reason, like I talked about yesterday, that Frodo doesn't have a whole lot of spelled out desires. Mm-hmm. Because he's supposed to be, like, an everyman. So he's like a self-insert OC. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that might be, that, that honestly very well could be part of it. He's supposed to be like an everyman, so you don't dump a whole lot of defining characteristics on him so that anyone reading the story can kind of relate. Right. So that that probably has something to do with it as well. I don't know. I think just from a personal writing standpoint, I think that the the whole being a conduit for the reader by not giving them defining characteristics is... uh not it doesn't it doesn't accomplish what it sets out to do for me because i latch on to fleshed out characters like characters that um almost seem to live and breathe on their own instead of just you know being yeah. like a like when we when we play D, if someone misses a session they turn into little cardboard pieces yeah. so you know like frodo is so passive that he's almost like a little cardboard man yeah. And I'm He's not just a piece on a board. I'm not into, you know, a smiley face on a little gingerbread cardboard cutout. I'm more into actual characters. We should know? make little hobbit gingerbread cookies. <laughs> They're just shorter than the other ones. Like little little short ones with like little curly bits of icing for little hair. Half size. Aww. And like little curly bits of icing on their feet. What's this we we should? Like you can't bake. <laughs> Have you been holding out on me this whole time? No. <laughs> uh, oh, um, we forgot to talk about, real quick, the, the really, really pretty shot of the eagle soaring over the mountains yesterday. Yes, it's beautiful. And the way that they got that shot is kind of cool because it's a helicopter shot and they they sweeped around the mountain. And that shot is them playing the footage they filmed in reverse. Ooh, that's cool. So that... It's like you're backing up away from the eagle, but it doesn't have, like, the weird... It doesn't have, like, a certain kind of lag to it, like, if that's the way they had backed around the mountain with yeah. the helicopter, because that would have been kind of hard. Interesting. So they flew around the mountain and then played it in reverse. Hmm. That shot is so pretty with the sunset and all the snow. It is. Oh, man. New Zealand. Right? We should go. This is the most effective, like, tourism commercial. And they, they embraced it. <laughs> no, they did. There's, like, there's like uh, airplane company ads for New Zealand right. that are, like, come to Middle Earth. <laughs> and uh, another little thing to note about uh, Bilbo, and Bilbo's awesome, because Bilbo is the only hobbit that gets Shire theme here. Right. Like, you hear a couple of strings of it when Sam comes to Frodo's bedside, and... You don't really hear it with Mary and Pippin. I think it starts to slowly build, and then it comes to a crescendo when he sees. Right. And then you turn and see Bilbo, Bilbo, and it's clear. It's just like we're it's Bilbo. We're it back in the Shire. Loopy. Here we are. It's like, uh, I mean, for Frodo, and we're supposed to feel like he does. It's almost like he just is seeing his father for the first time in months. Right. I mean, he effectively in is over a year, maybe. Yes, yeah, at least over, over a year. year. So, like. And that's supposed to come through to us. Also, Ian Holm refused to wear a mask. He wanted all of his makeup applied directly to his face. Good for him. So, 
which is a nice little little aside. Yeah, I mean, we'll talk about him more in the upcoming minutes, but yeah, in two weeks, I think we'll have no longer than that. We'll have something that I've always found kind of cheesy but kind of scary. Oh no, I mean just like for uh, Bilbo in general. Yeah, we're gonna see a little bit more of him tomorrow. Yeah, so. But I think that's about it for this minute. I that's all I had. Um, so we're from the website duelinggenre.com. You can check out some of our other minute podcasts, such as Back to the Future Minute, which is back, and Harry Potter Minute, which is going. Ongoing. <laughs> going strong. Um, and special thanks to our Patreon associate producer, Leaper182. We will talk to you guys tomorrow. Bye. Have a good Wednesday.